From the Tulsa World, this is the Tulsa World Newsroom Podcast. This is Jason Collington. I'm the editor of the Tulsa World. Today, I'm talking to Jimmy Trammell, one of our uh, great feature writers in the scene section, and he's written a big story uh, about Church Studio. Uh, Church Studio is going to be opening up here pretty soon, having a grand opening. And uh, Jimmy, uh, talk, tell everyone a little bit about Church Studio and, and why this is, this is such a big deal for Tulsa. Well, 70 years ago, not 70, let me, let me get that correct right away. 50 years ago, okay. 1972, uh, Leon Russell was among the biggest stars in the world. Uh, the year before, he had been the ringleader, the band leader for Joe Cocker's famous Mad Dogs, the Englishman tour. Uh, it's one of the biggest, uh, most historic tours of all time. Uh, in 1973, the year after, uh, we're talking about 1972 with Church Studio, 1973 Billboard magazine named Leon Russell the world's top touring artist, okay? Oh, wow. So a, music, a music artist from Tulsa, Oklahoma, went to Will Rogers High School, was the biggest touring artist in the world in the 1970s. Huge star. Could have gone, you know, anywhere, but he came back from California to Oklahoma, to Tulsa, and opened, he bought a church. It uh, been around since 1915, called it church. It was called uh, well, I don't know what the original name was, but he bought this church and turned it into a recording studio uh, for his record label. He started Shelter Records with Denny Cordell, and this studio in Tulsa, Church Church Studio, was kind of the Tulsa headquarters. They also had headquarters out in the West Coast for Shelter Records, but uh, long story short, and I have made this into a long story. You, you haven't even got to talk yet, just me. Uh, long story short, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma Church Studio became a destination for music artists from all over the globe. I mean, uh, you know, whether it's fact or urban legend, like uh, George Harrison was, you know, popping up at clubs around town just to hang out at Church Studio. Uh, you know, Eric Clapton, everybody, you know, was all coming to like a magnet being drawn to Tulsa for Church Studio. And now 50 years later, it has been restored to uh, past glory by Teresa Knox as not only a uh, tourist attraction to appreciate the past, but it's a functional recording studio again. They've got people coming in to record uh, new albums, you know, a church, just a big time addition, a re-addition to the Tulsa landscape. And, and again, one of the things that I think is unique here, you wrote this long story, we'll link it in the, in the description of this, of this podcast, but one of the things that you touch on is the fact that this is for Teresa Knox, this was this was something she felt like she had to do. This was something that was, again, many of us have driven by it. It's 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 here downtown, and for years it was boarded up. For years it was it was not a place you could walk into, uh, and went through a lot of different kind of. It's gone through its own journey uh, since Leon Russell died, um, and so uh, talk about this: who Teresa Knox is, and and why, of all things, did she feel like this was so important to to bring back to life? Yeah, Teresa Knox, she also owns Harwelden Mansion, uh, owns own some, you know, nice properties around town. But Teresa Knox has been a fan of Leon Russell since age eight, which is amazing to me because, uh, you know, I guess if we all had a, uh, could build a shrine to whatever we loved when we were eight years oh, sure. old, I'd have a, you know, a Super yeah. Friends Museum, the Hall of Justice somewhere, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Teresa Knox, 
uh, had the resources to buy and remodel Church Studio, you know, the, the place that most is most associated with Leon Russell uh, in Tulsa. And uh, it's, it's been certainly a passion project for her restoring this. It's taken five years uh, for Church Studio to open, and it opened this week, March 1 through 5, is the grand opening. One of the things I think that I like about her story is that she, you know, when you when you get a chance to have that kind of money, um, you know, you can do a lot of things with it. Uh, sure. And uh, one of the things that she does, and again, Stephen Pingree and you got a first look uh, inside this place, and, and we were able to kind of take a tour of it uh, before it opened. And what I saw was um, uh, nothing out of place. What I saw was hmm. uh, not only a, a, a restoration, but I would say a renewal uh, in yeah. what happened in that place. Because again, it's, it's a music studio. And uh, as much as you can't bring back the people that were used to be there, it looks like they've gone at lengths to give you not only it's a studio slash museum slash uh, um, uh, fortress of solitude, if you will, that, that has all the things in it that you think would be in it, those 70s memorabilia, the, the, the uh, touches of Leon and, and who he was. Um, I was, I was really kind of going, this is something that again, um, we've kind of got a, uh, this might be the Trinity of the places that every famous person comes to, right? Everyone who comes yeah. to Tulsa now, they go to the outsider's house, they go to the Woody Guthrie museum. Uh, the church studio might be the third thing. And when it opens, maybe the Bob Dylan center is the fourth. We're kind of creating those places. Uh, we've got some friends that work at some of those places. So we know, mm -hmm. and we see the stories on uh, the photos on social media, uh, when the 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 um, the the singers, songwriters, uh, celebrities come to Tulsa, they've got a couple stops that they want to they want to make while they're here. Yeah, and we can add OK Pop onto that too when it opens uh, probably next year. Right. But that's that's the that's the Oklahoma Pop Culture Museum that is going to be right down the street across the street from Kane's Ballroom, uh, which I cannot wait. Every time I go to a Kane show, I can't wait to walk into that place. And, and you talking about the, uh, you know, church studio and how it's been, you know, more than restored. It, right. it, it's, I, I, totally. totally. Mix of old and new. Yeah. Not, not coming from Teresa Knox, but coming from friends of friends who know people. And when they talk to me about church studio, they say that any time it came to anything inside church, it was spare no expense. Like whatever is, is, is the best and makes it look most, most authentic and yeah. the best equipment. That's what you want. And this is already spread around the music community. Uh, and people from the music community know about this. They've, they've been in. Uh, people are signing up to record there. Uh, just by coincidence, I was talking, interviewing uh, the front man for Candlebox, which uh, kind of popped in the 90s, 90s band. Uh, oh, yes. Spirits. Listen to it many times in my dorm room. Yeah. Yeah, far behind. Uh, <laughs> but uh I was telling him about this, like, hey, I, I'm, you didn't, we're not talking because I'm your travel guide, but when you come to Tulsa, you should go to Church Studio because here's the history and it's being restored. And he knew about it already. And, uh, oh, by the way, he said on our uh, album from a couple of years ago, if you look at the album cover, there's a copy of the band on, on top of Church Studio. And I thought, oh, okay, well, so it seems, it seems like it takes sometimes for, people to remind us Tulsa has really cool stuff. Oh and yeah. People outside of town may realize even more than us sometimes. Like it, it took Danny O'Connor who was raised on the East coast and the West coast to 
come to Tulsa and remind us the outsider's house is worth saving. And, uh, and now, of course, you'd look at that and say, well, yeah, sure, you should save that. And the same is true with Church Studio. Can you imagine? I talked with someone this morning. Uh, you know, Church Studio was owned by Steve Ripley for like 19 years, and a great Tulsa music artist who was big buddies with Eddie Van Halen. It, if uh, Steve Ripley doesn't own that Church Studio for 19 years, maybe it goes away. You know, maybe somebody buys it and, and mashes it over, and what a loss to history that would have been. Uh, so just really fortunate that these things have survived long enough to be appreciated again. Well, and that's one of the things that, you know, you don't have to look at too many photos from the archive to know that there were amazing theaters that were downtown that were all, that are all gone. Mm -hmm. uh, Circle, Circle Cinema is the only one that's left. Uh, so many things that have been destroyed uh, for parking lots. So many things that have been uh, wiped off because of a tornado or, you know, for the fact that certain things have survived and we've got these people uh, you know, we, we, we had, yeah, we had some land by the, by the river, but then George Kaiser and, the, and his family foundation decided yeah. to make the gathering place. You know, we've got these people who have taken it upon themselves to find something in Tulsa and either put something there that wasn't there before or to find something. And again, I really believe it's not just a restoration. It's a renewal because it's got a whole nother building attached to it. Right. Uh, right. And, yeah. and now church studio is a destination. Uh, and also there's going to be guys uh, bands that are going to be recording their first album there. Um, this could be a whole nother uh, place where people come. And again, our, our list of Tulsa musicians uh, is long. Um, and it's, it's over decades and decades from Bob Wills all the way up. And so, as I said, I, as a music guy, as a live music guy, I am, I am excited. Um, I, I'd love to be able to see what kind of bands are going to come in that you're going to find out about because people are going to tell you because people, everyone knows Jimmy and Jimmy, Jimmy gets the phone call of, Hey, Aerosmith is uh, at church studio right now. Uh, you know, uh, they are, they are going to go. No, I'm right just, right. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that I, I remember Steven Tyler that when he was married to someone from Tulsa for a while, uh, we, we heard about him being at a, 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 a store in town and one of our photographers went over there and got a great shot of him and, and he hammed it up and, and loved the attention. And as I said, it, it, that's one of the reasons why, you know, Tulsa's my home because this place is special and it's got special mm. things in it. Um, and I've already had one or two people let me know from out of town, Hey, uh, when, uh, that Bob Dylan center opens up, I'm coming to visit you. And so yeah. I'm happy to, um, I said, it's just kind of an exciting time. This is just another thing that we have uh to quit being a damn flyover state you know uh it's it's somewhere that people you know be okay now we've got the best concerts coming through we still got canes that still brings in those those bands that are up and coming um it's just it's just an amazing time to be in tulsa it really is can we get the neil diamond archives can we get those too i, I want the neil diamond archives okay we'll, we'll make a list jimmy of all the other archives that we should because again we've got the woody guthrie archive we've got the bob dylan right we could just kind of go for you know, you know, who's next? That's the question. Who's next with the, with the great uh, uh, donors and, and, and music fans that we have in this town, who knows what the next band's going to be. And we still got enough, you know, buildings in uh, downtown to fill them all up. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. one thing before I let you go, the um, one of the things I thought also in your story, and again, you do this, Jimmy, you, I, I call this, there, there's a Jimmy ism in every, um, huh. in every story, you turn a phrase, uh, in almost every long story that you do, and even on the short ones sometimes. Um, and uh, I, think, I think in this one, uh, and not only in this story, but others, 
I think what you do and why you're, you're one of the special guys that works at the Tulsa world, one, one of the people who a lot of people look up to and read a lot. You're very, very well read on our website and in print. I think that is because you get, you do too much research, right? You've, you've written a whole book about Barry Switzer. You've written, you've written a whole book about other people uh, before. And, and then in your stories, we, again, we, you talk about uh, Danny boy, you did a, a full length feature of him in the last uh, Tulsa world magazine talking about who he is. And again, he was in that documentary with Punky Brewster. And, and so you kind of brought to life who he was. I thought you did the same thing with the studio. I thought you brought it to life and reminded people, not only the, the history behind it, why it's significant, but why it's important now for that to be. Because again, I think, um, I don't know about you, but I think music's doing something to people now uh, after, you know, after COVID, after so much time where we were, you know, sheltered in, um, I know what I'm going to live music nowadays. I'm feeling something that wasn't there um, hmm. that maybe we all maybe took for granted before, but I think music is, is playing a role in our lives um, where it's, it's, it's really touching us like we never have before. And for us to create of anything, a studio, a music studio for people to come and create music. I think that's really special, but tell me what your thought is going away from this. Again, people hmm. are going to start going to it. Uh, what they're going to experience. What What is your takeaway from, from what do you think the church studio story really is? Oh, man. Uh, I just think that the takeaway is it's, uh, it cements Tulsa's place, it further cements it as, as a music destination. Uh, of course, we've had Kane's Ballroom forever. The uh, It's, you know, people came from surrounding states just to go uh, here and dance to Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys. Uh, we, you know, we've got uh, the Guthrie Center. We've got the Dillon Archives coming, the Dillon Center. Uh, yes, we got the Tulsa Sound history. There's so much. I mean, people don't realize that Eric Clapton came to Tulsa and basically cherry picked the talent here to go yep. reinvent yep. his career. And, yep. And there's so many stories like that. And the music history here is so rich. And I think you're going to see some organization of that in the future where these different entities maybe come together and get a strategic plan to say, hey, Tulsa is a music city, uh, we're, you know, different than don't, apples and oranges with Nashville, Austin, whatever. You don't want to be the next something. You want to be your own thing. Yes. I think Tulsa yes. is going to be its own thing. And uh, it's just, more than ever, Tulsa is a destination for music lovers. Yeah, and I would say that the the, the local music scene uh, is rising. Um, I know there's several bands that I go see on a regular basis. Barrett Lewis, uh, his band uh, that plays here in Tulsa. Jacob Tovar, he, his band. You've got uh, Maggie's Music Box, which is a is a, is a place mm -hmm. out in Jinx that that's got live music all the time. Um, there is talent, homegrown talent. Uh, I remember, you know, the guy that wasn't even the lead singer of a band ends up winning American Idol. Um, uh, and so that's the kind of talent that we have here. Uh, and you're right. I, th I think that this is not only a destination, but I think we're just on the brink of it. I think this is, yeah. I think this church studio might be when we, when you're writing that story a year or two from now, Jimmy, I think you're going to see that this is kind of where we took a hard left. Uh, and the, the, the music scene here, um, became something. And again, hopefully uh, those musicians that are waiting uh, for their break, hopefully they're getting on those stages uh, locally 
and uh, trying it out and getting it out there. Um, I tell people all the time, Garth Brooks played Willie's in Stillwater for a long time, without, yeah. you know, not thinking that he could make it. Uh, and uh, so I hope the local scene uh, sees these opportunities. I hope that someone pays for someone to go into church studio, make their first album, uh, get their music out there. Uh, but I think we're on the brink of something. And, I, and again, Jimmy, appreciate the coverage. Again, we'll put the link to his story in church studio. And again, as the famous people keep coming and hopefully as those local bands start recording and, and starting to get uh, big, uh, Jimmy writes all, all things music for us for the scene section. And we'll be, uh, you'll be reading those stories in the Tulsa world. Jimmy, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Again, this is the Tulsa World Newsroom Podcast. It's where I get a chance to talk to the great people like Jimmy the reporters, photographers, and editors of the Tulsa world to get the story behind the story. Uh, this podcast is on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify. It's on the YouTube. Uh, and it's also on TulsaWorld.com, your home for everything you need to know about Tulsa. So, Jimmy, we'll see you next time. And thank you so much. See you. Behave.